0: Girls, don't do that. Don't be mad at me. I can't help myself. I'm ready. Touch it. Wow. All over. Everywhere. Come, join me for the Impulse Pictures Podcast.
1: Here is your host, Tim O'Saban.
0: And Impulse Pictures owner, Jerry Chandler. Hey, Jerry. Hi, Tim. So we have been doing the Synapse podcast now for over a year. And part of the Synapse company is Impulse Pictures. Now, we have been discussing doing a Impulse Pictures podcast, and I am much more of a Oh, an expert, an enthusiast in your uh, in your Synapse line, in that in that brand. Then I've been thinking for quite a while. How do we? How do I tackle helping you put together an Impulse podcast? And on one of the Synapse episodes, we started discussing Impulse pictures. You'll have to forgive me because I can't remember exactly which episode it was. You'll have to listen to all of them to find out if you want to know. Uh, but that really gave me the the idea. Uh, to do this, and I think it's going to be pretty fascinating. So here's the deal. Since I am more of a uh, someone who kind of goes around in the Synapse catalog than the Impulse, this is going to be an educational process for me. And Jerry, you are my professor. You are my teacher (laughs) in this. And therefore, you're going to also be talking to uh, your customers and the fans of Impulse also. Uh, I also kind of thought that maybe some of the fans of Impulse – uh weren't uh maybe a, as into the synapse stuff and maybe some of the people into synapse were not quite into the impulse stuff just because they're they're different genres of films and things like that. So I thought well let's separate these and talk about impulse exclusively on this podcast. So, um thank you for taking your time again as always to discuss a pleasure. This. And this is going to be the of course, first question I'm going to throw at you here. I want you now we on the Synapse podcast, we have a couple episodes where you discussed how Synapse got started, where you how you and Don became partners and and the and that story, it's a great story. Now tell me how out of that impulse was born.
1: Wow, what a question. You know You know, it's really you know, you're that's a much more difficult question than I'm I'm used to. It's a very good question, Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm trying to get the order right in my mind because you're talking about almost 20 years, right? Right. Um, Basically, it started like this. Don from day one wanted to create the best looking movies. I mean, that's never changed. So in our early days it was much more dependent on the, and it still is to be honest, but back then it was very dependent on the materials we could get. So I found that we were in a position where we were being offered really good movies, but because we didn't have optimal materials, we had to turn them down and then they'd get snatched up by our competitors who really didn't care. Uh, you know, the best example was the just before dawn, we got a hold of the owner of the film, the producer, and he had the original negative and we, he was going to license us the movie, but he was only going to give us a one inch master. And Don said, first of all, I'll never use a one inch master. Second of all, he's got the negative. He just won't give it to us. So we sat there. And we begged, we threatened, we yelled, we You know, we raised our offer, we lowered our offer. And we tried everything we could. We couldn't get him to part with the negative for a minute, even if he did the transfer and we paid for it. Just it was off the table for whatever reason. Hmm. But uh, this kind of stuff happened a lot. So I said, Don, you know, there's movies that were just, Walking away from that, other people are grabbing, and and you know, there's, I, you know, I'm the money guy, I'm the the business guy, so it's it's my duty to say, isn't there something we can do? These are being offered to us, and we're turning them away, and other people are grabbing them. And he said, no, no, not unless I said. So why don't we do this? Why don't we start a different label, and we won't tell anyone it's Synapse but we'll be able to do some of these movies and we'll make money. So he says, okay, let's try it. But he couldn't, he could not bring himself to do anything that wasn't perfect. I mean, he couldn't make it, he couldn't compromise on quality, even if it was a sub label and no one knew it was him. He just, it was, it's just not in his DNA. Mm -hmm. So we kind of let the, the label rest. Then we started getting offered other kinds of stuff, uh, you know, and we were offered stuff that really he was not very comfortable with. Don wants to do classic horror films and really great indies and this kind of stuff, you know, that Mm -hmm. he does. Mm -hmm. And he was not comfortable, and our artist, Wes, was not comfortable doing the adult stuff and whatever. Me? Doesn't bother me a bit. I've been... I remember I tell the story, and this is a true story. When I was three years old, my father told my mom that he was taking me to the movies. So we go to the movies, and oh my God, I remember. I I don't remember what movie it was, but it was like a Mondo Connie type movie. Uh It was like like a Mondo film. Uh And one of the opening scenes in the movie was these women, and maybe one of the listeners out there can identify what movie it was, but there were women skiing down a mountainside holding torches, topless. Uh (laughs) And I'm telling you, I was three years old because we lived in Oak Park and we moved when I was four. I knew what those were, and I liked them. (laughs) And, Uh And I told my dad... I said, Dad, when the movie was over, I said, "Can we say again for the beginning?" <laughs> and he said, "Yes." <laughs> so then he didn't, you know, he didn't swear me to silence. We got home, and I, my mom goes, "Oh, so, what did you see?" And I told her, and she was so mad at him. Uh-huh. But I think my father was very happy that his son shared that particular interest. Sure. So, <laughs> <you know. laughs> right. So, yeah, I don't care what the uh, psychiatrists or, or people say. People know about sexuality from a very very young age, and I was always into the female form. So, like, if in high school or junior high, if you wanted a dirty magazine, I was the guy to go to because I had stacks of them.
0: You were you were like the Clint Howard in Rock and Roll High School. Were you the guy in the in the bath <laughs> selling some joints and stuff?
1: <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> but junk. basically, I I think you know an interest in sex is healthy. Yeah, I'm not yeah. uh, I'm not puritanical, mm-hmm. and I think it's really unbelievable that in Europe you could have toplessness on TV and the societies don't crumble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here, I mean. We all know uh, about uh, Michael Jackson's sister in the Super Bowl. I mean, it's like the world's going to come to an end if, if there's a tiny flash of a nipple. It's ridiculous. But they will show the most graphically violent crap on TV, on the news, and, and everything in this country, and let kids see it, and they have no problem with that. The act of love is banned. The act of hate and violence is there for everybody. And I think that's a flaw. And I also believe that if you give the crazy people an outlet, maybe there's a chance they don't victimize innocent people. And I don't think that requires any further explanation. Sure, right, understood. So, you know, to me, this kind of stuff doesn't bother me a bit. I feel like I'm doing a service. You know, I always compared myself to, like, Satan. And what I mean is, what does Satan do? He gives people what they want. You know, they want uh, to smoke a little weed, so okay. Or, you know you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All I ever did was help people get what they wanted. You mm-hmm. know, if they wanted to see a, a dirty magazine, here, I got a few extras, or, you know, we do this. And the number of people that call me, and and it's a certain type of customer, but you know, we're I'm doing a service and I'm protecting innocence. Right, right, right. I really am. Yeah. You 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 haven't heard some of the requests and things I've heard. And trust me, I'm doing good for for our country and the world. <laughs> right. But anyways. Yeah. Well there's
0: it's a lot of pent up there's a lot of pent up things in people, and if they don't have a release, it's gotta get released somehow. So to right. your point, I understand where you're coming from. Yes, understood. And there's been a long, long history of that theory saying there is positive, very a very positive effect because of that. Yes, understood. Right.
1: So, okay. So, you know what? We, we came across a few more adult-oriented things. And we do have, have some, uh, you know, uh, erotic stuff on synaps, Sure. like the image where you know don restored the film beautifully eventually one of these days we're going to about put out the movie patty because we have the negative and and don's done restoration work over over the years on it mm-hmm. and stuff like that the 42nd street xxx stream trailer x-rated trailer collection so we do have some stuff but you know, a lot of that you can't really fix or you can't put the money into the full Suspiria-style restoration because you'll never sell enough. So we decided the stuff that just can't possibly look as good as the Synapse stuff, then, you know, we'll do what we can for it, but that's going to go out under the uh Impulse label. Gotcha. And for a while there, Don was too embarrassed. He didn't want to be associated with Impulse. And to be honest, I do most of that stuff. I do the selecting and I... I Look over the quality and 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 fix the errors and stuff myself. Don's really not involved in that too much.
0: And that's that. I'm going to stop just real quick because was one of the things I had I had written down to talk to you about too. Was kind of that clarification that, in my mind, and and of course I speak to you and I speak to Don and everything. I kind of I'm I'm learning how how you guys do things and stuff. And it does seem to me like uh, the creative is heavily on Don's end and the synapse and the creative is more heavily on your end on the impulse. You guys are both partners and everything, but but you got you guys sort of fit like a puzzle piece in a way together where you're handling things a Don might handle on the synapse side, you're handling those on the impulse side. Am I right to Absolutely Okay.
1: That's absolutely correct. And and you know you never have somebody work on stuff that they're uncomfortable with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's not all that comfortable with it. So what does that boil down to? It gets shuffled to the side. If I left it with Don, we'd never have any impulse titles. We have a lot of impulse titles. There's a demand for it. It doesn't bother me in the least. And like I said, why not? I mean, you know, I I get some free time every now and then, or I'll force myself. Like when I, I do three peeps volumes at a time because of how long it takes to get transfer work done and whatever. So I do enough for three. So I'll set out a week where I will do nothing else because I have to watch each transfer. I have to make sure that the loop delivers because I won't do crappy loops. I have access to far too many. I never have to use one that doesn't deliver so if in 45 loops, which is enough for three volumes, I have two or three I can't use. I got to send those three, get those transferred, get those back. So I got I to gotta take it seriously. Otherwise, things dry up.
0: So you are qc Again, what Don is doing for Synapse is that amazing QC that he's doing on those, those classic horror films and things. You're doing the QC on, on, the, on the Impulse titles as well. Absolutely. What were a couple of your, the first titles for the Impulse label? What Where did you guys start as far as that label and saying this is going to be like the separate label um, release? You know, that's yep. so
1: funny because I was going to, I hit myself in the forehead saying, he would have to ask that. Now I got to try and remember. <laughs> but then I'm sitting here and in our office, we have these racks of uh-huh. every Synapse and Impulse title we put out. Not in alphabetical order, but in the order we put them out. So I figured, get off your butt and walk (laughs) over to the rack. Right. And sure enough, here we go. We started basically with uh, a movie called Justine and Juliet, which we got from our friends in Sweden. And we also did the Second Coming of Eva, uh, you know, from them. And uh, then they gave us some softcore. Those are both hardcore. Then they gave us a, some Christina Lindbergh movies, you know, the star of Thriller. Mm-hmm. We we did Anita and we did uh, what else? Maiden in Sweden and Wide Open. And then we made a deal with a German company that owns all the schoolgirl reports. So we started on them and we did all 13 volumes. We had a friend that moved down to South America, and he got us some, what they call, porno chinchadas from Brazil. Uh, we have three of those, and they all star, um, like, I call her the Brazilian uh, Christina Lindberg. Uh, her name is Helena Ramos, and she's, like, incredibly beautiful, like uh, Christina you know, and then uh, then somebody gave us some adult films, and then I met somebody who told me they had ninety six hundred loops. And I figured, wow, I loved the loops back then, you know? And I went to his warehouse, and sure enough, he had ninety six hundred loops.
0: Wow. Well, let's back and up so, a second. Let's back up. so, sure. so the it sounded like the Anita titles and some of the more European, Titles were kind of yes. given to you for now. And interesting enough, is it Anita? I'm pretty sure. Does that have Stellan Sarsgaard in it? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. So there's some. I mean, these are some interesting movies too. Now, this is again, this is an educational process for me. So when you were starting here, and I know Synapse has a a pretty solid mission statement. Did you have one for for Impulse?
1: Not really, because I, you know, I I don't even know if we know to this day. But what Impulse's mission really is. <laughs> right, okay. So, you know, but it started out being as the home for stuff we, we that we couldn't get good materials for, but we still wanted to do. And it ended up just being our adult label. What we have in Impulse is you have some triple X hardcore from the 70s, which is the best era of porn. I don't care what anyone says. That's my opinion, you know? Mm-hmm. So you have those. You have European, a little bit of European hardcore, and but a lot of European softcore, which would be uh, some of the movies, but mostly like the Schoolgirl Report. Then you have the Japanese softcore from the Nikatsu Studios, which, let me say a little bit about that. Nikatsu has been making movies in Japan for over 100 years, and they had... I think when I met my Nakatsu rep, they had about a thousand titles made in a hundred years. And a lot of them were, they call them, uh, Roman porno. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with Italy. It's just short for romantic pornography. Uh-huh. Now, back in the '70s and '60s, you know, pornography had a different meaning than it does today. It was just any kind of movie with nudity and a sexual theme. So, none of the nikatsus are hardcore, although they have a lot of hardcore themes, and you'd be amazed what you you see in there. But I watched over two hundred and fifty of their titles to pick the 46 that we have in the collection, because again, I like movies that deliver and these are movies with, with big, well-known Japanese actors and actresses, directors, writers, everything. Each movie has its own story. They're not throwaway films that, uh, you know, it's just showing boobs and butts and, and, and there's no effort. These are, were all real movies, uh, very good. It, it's a huge, uh, a huge selling thing. And people tend, when they start buying them, they tend to buy them all. And then we have uh, the uh, Loops collections, which we call the 42nd Street Forever Peep Show Editions. And right now, we have four, 52 for sale, and we're working on 53, 54, and 55 as we speak. And these came from my collector friend. And he's also given me some 16-millimeter uh, movies that we're having transferred. So we're going to have new adult stuff coming out as well, just like 70s feature length. And and back then, it could be 60 to 90 minutes anywhere. That was feature length. We do a lot of the real obscure ones that would play with the John Holmes movies or the Seika movies or whoever. They would, you know, back in that day, you'd go to your local little porno theater. There'd be one movie that everybody knew who was in it. And then there'd be, and these were the most fascinating ones. There'd be two little hour-long movies where sometimes there was no credits, no title, no nothing. And those were the best. And we've, uh, like, uh, we just put out uh, White Slaver. And man, for I mean, these a movie like that delivers so much more than the ones where you knew everybody's name and everything. They're just great. I love those. How do you find the title? The title of the movie if it didn't come with credits? It's usually we use whatever was on the, the reel. Like okay. somebody would write in in a, a magic marker on the film can. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of these movies you can't. You can't dig up any information. Um, we got a movie coming out called Private Private. We got Man at the Door. We got a bunch of those. And there's nothing. There's nothing in any database or no ad material because the, the feature would have, you know, ads. If you look at our Around the World with John Holmes or Johnny Wad, whatever it's called, it's we use the original poster art. Mm-hmm. But there were no posters for the movies that you know also played you know were on the bill. So and but those are my favorite. Those are the best ones, you know, they deliver the most and they're awesome.
0: They're the B movies. They're B movies, the movies that played before or after the main feature.
1: Yeah. Do you find
0: them interesting because they have like more of their shot more interesting or they're more they have a little bit more of an interesting or different story, or are they're trying to they're trying to be noticed? These are not the
1: Nikatsu, so yeah. they're not making any type of effort at story. It's uh-huh. like it's like a sixty minute loop. It's a basic outline and then a lot of sex. It's just that they deliver. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's 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 pretty intense. They're pretty intense, and also they're made up of actresses and actors, but not so much. Nobody cares about the actors, right? (laughs) It's the actresses and it's made up of a lot of actresses that no one had ever seen before or since. Right. Okay. Which if you look at modern porn, I think in the, uh, two thousands or right around there, it exploded in the area of amateur. Everybody with a video camera was filming themselves with their wives or whoever and that amateur porn became huge because people wanted to see the person next door, so to speak. And these B movies were totally made up of that type of person. Some somebody hitchhiked or took a bus out to Hollywood to become a movie star, and somebody met him at the bus stop and said, "Hey, I could put you in pictures." And that person did a one or two porns, and and you never saw him again in anything. So. Those kind of things, you know, it's it is fascinating.
0: You've 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 touched on this. Explain a little bit more where these materials are coming from. How are you? Do you seek any of them out, or are they mostly all coming to you? And from, I know you mentioned someone who has a, a big collection.
1: Yeah, you got to find a collector. That's the only way. You, if you don't find it, where are you going to? Where, where are you going to look for it? Are you going to advertise for it? I don't think that would go over very well. Right. You know, right. it's pretty much, you got to see what, you know, when I walk into the office every day, I don't know what the day is going to bring. But if the day brings something interesting, then, you, you know, you're going to work on that and see what you could do with it. And this is kind of how these things come about. I met a collector. He said, by the way, I have all this. I went, saw it with my own eyes, and I said, I think I could do something with this stuff. What
0: about... The licensing, because I know that's a big thing over in the synapse side. It sounds to me like it's 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 hit or miss. If 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 you if you even know where this film came from, I mean, how would you even go about uh, concerning yourself with it, I guess, or or is there a concern? How does that work in this in this side of
1: the business? If a movie's in the public domain, meaning it doesn't have a copyright, then you don't have to worry about the licensing. So a lot of them aren't copywritten then. Right, or they don't exist anymore. or They were never renewed. Ah, gotcha. Right,
0: which that law changed over the last twenty years, where that, where if you copyright something, that lasts a hell of a lot longer. Things aren't falling into pu- public domain as easy as they as they once were. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. All right. So that 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 makes sense. Um, have you ever taken the impulse titles to a convention? That was geared toward adult
1: entertainment. No, I'd love to, but I, I have not. I think that would be a lot of fun because we specialize in the 70s stuff. Right. We don't do the modern stuff. And there's a lot of people that are tired with the modern stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That that being said, is there is there a title that you would like to do
1: for Impulse? You know... There aren't that many iconic adult films. What do you have? You have Deep Throat, uh, Devil and Miss Jones, a few others. You know, those to me aren't the most interesting ones. So,
0: is it the covers? Do you find it? It's the cover art. Are the, the the women that are in the film that really sell it? You know, it's not really the title quite as much as, as who is in it. And that being said, where do you? How do you put together the 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 cover art for these titles?
1: Well, that's the million-dollar question. I mean, you got to find an artist to to just create something because there's no, unless you want to use a, a screen cap, but they look so bad when you take a, a screen and you make it for the cover. It's just terrible. A lot of companies have tried to do that. It's just it's not our style. So what I do is I you know I hand it over to a uh, an artist who's capable of creating. Something from scratch, and you know we've had some success, and uh, you know it's it's kind of hit and miss. I thought that uh, the cover of Bad Bad Gang was outstanding, and I thought the cover of uh, Girl in a Basket was again same artist, just outstanding. Mm-hmm. That that one I remember, yeah. But uh, the cover for White Slaver, while it gets the point across, eh. Could have, could have been a little better, you know, with a little bit more detail in the face and stuff like that. But it doesn't really matter because the movie is, is pretty raw, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But that that's the thing. And, you know, trying to find somebody who's willing to uh, put the effort into uh, creating something is very difficult to do. It's very difficult. I got seven or eight full-length adult 70s hardcore films done and ready to be pressed, and I haven't ordered the pressings yet because I don't have cover art. Hence, I don't have disc art. You know, it's a problem. It's a a terrible problem, and we don't have a good answer for that question. We haven't solved it yet. Well,
0: if there's any artist or someone listening,
1: this is (laughs) actually
0: it kind of ties into something else I was going to ask and If I'm a collector, I'm going to add this to it now that I'm going to add this to my question now that you just made that statement. If I'm an artist who is interested in this or someone who's maybe a graphic design person who is interested in this and I know how to put together some cover art or now I'm going to that. That was the addition to the question. Uh, The original question was, if I'm a collector of these old films. Uh, and we're talking about stuff on film. We're not, we're not We're not. talking about people who have VHS collections of this stuff, right? We're talking about people who actually have films of these adult titles. Are you open to people to get a hold of you to discuss this stuff with you?
1: Yes. Yes. A thousand times yes. Absolutely. And we give credit, too. We give credit if they want it. We let people know where it came from. So tell people
0: how to get a hold of you. Uh, the best way is to get a hold of you to... To talk to you about
1: this stuff, send me an email to start at steelplate at Ameritech.net. That's S T E E L P L A T E at A M is in mother E R I T E C H dot net. We're always looking for full length adult films or even loops but we do the transfers ourselves so they have pretty much have to be transferred but we'll listen to anything if you have something interesting and we can figure out a way to make it work we'll do that i do want to correct something though you mentioned graphic artists graphic artists can't really help us in in this because generally they're not artists we need artists Uh, Now, if the graphic artist is an artist, which means he can create, he can, you know, without uh, finding an image, he can watch something and say, okay, I got an idea of what I want to do, and then paint a canvas. Those are the kind of people. Uh, A graphic artist may have those skills, but those aren't graphic art skills.
0: Okay, So they can get a hold of you and discuss that because you are certainly looking. I know you're looking for artists. You've been talking to me about that for a year. You're looking for artists to do this stuff and then if people have a collection of adult films loops get a hold of you and discuss it with you
1: or uh, yes adult films or loops
0: right so. yes 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 well jerry we have just scratched the surface here but i'm going to tell you something that i just wanted to start off the, the impulse podcast here with a general discussion about things but you have given me the idea for about a half dozen more shows <laughs> just (laughs) just just sitting here listening to your answers and scratching the surface of the different collections that you guys have out and everything for impulse um now before i let you go i know you've been kind of peppering this throughout the the conversation but what are you excited about that's coming up here soon that you want to remind people that are fans of impulse that's coming out soon that you'll be releasing or announcing
1: soon well, I mean, I'm working on uh, Peeps Volume 53, 54, and 55 as we speak. They're at the transfer house. Plus, I gave them a 16 millimeter film that I have no idea. I know it's adult, but I don't have, I never heard the title before, never, never seen anything on it. And it's, I think it's going to be really cool. But, you know, time will tell. If it's not, we're not going to ever make it available because we don't do that we only put out stuff that's r- really good
0: <laughs> right is there anything low in stock for the collectors that they would need to know about if they're kind of sitting on something is there something that you know that you won't be producing much more of that you have low in stock that people should maybe look for if they are collecting these things
1: that's a great question, and the answer is absolutely not. And the reason is is because, and for anybody who gets an old catalog, keep this in mind, we repress when we get low. Mm-hmm. So whatever you want, we're always going to have it in stock.
0: Very good. Excellent. I have one last little question for you because this is something I also found fascinating when we were talking on the Synapse podcast when we were discussing Impulse that um, the government seems fairly interested in adult films, correct?
1: Yeah, actually, there's there's two things. Number one, the Library of Congress wants film materials, and they'll take anything. Even the gentleman at the Library of Congress said, even the most heinous of porn, I don't know if they're preparing for the next nuclear war or whatever, <laughs> right. but they want film materials and they want to put them away for whatever. They they can safely store them now because, you know, film materials are very flammable. So they'll take anything. And they've, they ask us all the time, can we send over our original negatives or our film prints or whatever? The other thing is, we did a title, and maybe we could talk more about this, but there was a, a movie that was literally banned by the U S government and we own the film now. And even though we we've released it, these kind of things follow the film around. And and the thing is, is the movie wasn't even what was banned. The title is called graphic sexual horror. And it's about the late nineties website called Insects, I N S E X, and it's made by two women that actually worked at the Insects website, and it—you know—they were basically torturing people, Um, but it was all voluntary, and the people would get paid. I guess, from what I understand from the filmmakers, was that the government's problem with the website wasn't the torture. It was the fact that it was pretty much all torture and not sex. So if you look where the people went when the site was eventually closed down, they went to, um, some of them went to San Francisco, and uh, I forgot, it's it's famous, oh, kink.com. Oh, they right. actually did an interview uh, uh, uh documentary on the kink
0: people yes i
1: have actually seen that yeah Mm -hmm. right so kink and then uh the guy who was the creative genius if i can use that (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) forgive me for the unfortunate choice of words Uh but he started a different website called device bondage okay and the thing is is they learn their lesson and they make sure there's plenty of sex to go in there with the torture
0: gotcha gotcha so what what we can we can sleep easy tonight knowing this thanks to Jerry that not only if the apoc- if the true apocalypse not the covid apocalypse if the true apocalypse happens we have a seed bank and an adult film bank ready to go
1: right well they're they're taking to be you know to be honest they're taking any negatives or any film materials they can get their hands on but they're not not including porn,
0: Jerry. Let me tell you, so, if the apocalypse happens, I think we're going to need the adult films a lot more than we're going to need fried green
1: tomatoes. <laughs> my, my feeling is, is if it comes, the only person having access is the one lonely janitor that's going to be wandering those archives the only one left alive yeah it's going to be pretty lonely for him but he'll have lots and lots of porn so he'll never be bored
0: yeah he will not you're right he'll he'll have his hands full the rest of his life so absolutely <laughs> all right jerry well uh thanks and this is uh, definitely just the beginning so i like i said now i have more than a half dozen uh, ideas for for further episodes um Again, you can order, go to the, the, the Synapse Films website. That's where Impulse also is. Like, Wrong. Or, no.
1: Wrong. It was, Impulse has grown to the point where, A, we're a little uncomfortable including it with Synapse, and okay. B, it can stand on its own legs. So we officially split uh, the websites into two separate websites, and I think Noah has the Impulse merch because we did some really cool designs for Impulse. Mm-hmm. That Impulse merch, I think, is available on the Synapse merch website. Oh, okay. Uh, Noah, is that true? Yes, she says. So okay. that's the only crossover. If you want to find Impulse stuff and what we do, go to the Impulse Pictures website. There's no dash in that, it's www. I M P U L S E P I C T U R E S dot com. dot com, and it's a beautiful website. It's it's really cool. Of course, it's not for the easily offended. Sure, please right, believe right, me on right, that. Right. Right and you have to be over 18 so none of you kids stay off there stay out of there (laughs) i guess i'm okay then am i am i allowed am i allowed uncle jerry could (laughs) please i said they gotta be physically 18 18, not uh, mentally So don't worry you're you're fine
0: right well thanks for clearing up the uh, website thing and if anyone thought i was just blowing smoke uh by saying that this is going to be an educational process for me There you go. See I didn't even know that so that's that is that is the very beginning of my education on the impulse uh, picture side of things from Professor Jerry so Thank you, Jerry, and uh, I think we're going to be talking again on the Impulse podcast as well as as the uh, Synapse podcast.
1: And before we go, I want to throw a shout out. I, I've done a few uh, podcasts before on behalf of Impulse, but I think uh, one of the best ones, if anybody's interested in hearing some of the other things I had to say, um, I – I really like, uh, there's a woman who uh, has a podcast called Le Le Sex Lab, L-E-S-E-X-L-A-B, lovely woman, her name's Abigail Div, and it's a podcast that's dedicated to uh, women's enjoyment of erotica, which is, uh, you know, I've never heard of anything like that before. Everybody takes for granted that porn is a man's world. And, but you know what? Women enjoy that too, and her podcast is for women who'd like to learn more, or hear more about uh, erotica. Uh, I did a really nice interview with her, and or she interviewed me, I should say. And I even gave her a few uh, loops from our collections to run on her site. I whatever. It's worth looking. At. It's La Sex Lab, and she's a great lady. So I wanted to uh, throw that shout out to her.
0: Yes, I have. I myself have heard that interview, and again, someone who is not an expert in this at all. I found the interview very fascinating, especially coming from a young lady's point of view, which I can't. I can't do. So that is that. <laughs> yeah. It is very, very fascinating and interesting. And you but are I can. correct.
1: Yes, I can because I I love w- women. I've had a mom and sisters, a wife and daughters. I mean, my wife was my life is surrounded by women, and uh, I find it very easy to talk t- to them. You know, uh, you know a- a- they like the respect generally of people not sometimes handling them like they're fragile porcelain mice (laughs) All right, you know know what i'm saying i do know what you're saying (laughs) there you have it um hi abby miss you give me a call sometime yes and And tim i can't thank you enough for having the interest
0: well i appreciate i appreciate jerry and we're going to talk next time because i do have interest and i'm becoming more interested so uh we'll talk to you next time all right
1: my friend bye bye
0: I have to go. I'll be back before you know it. If you're not even gone, I already feel lonely. Thank you for listening to the Impulse Pictures podcast. Please come again.